You hear that sound? Sound of our QB1 coming back. That's the sound of all the haters sitting down and being quiet. As of today, Justin Fields is on track to return from his dislocated thumb that he suffered in week six against the Vikings. Ah, uh, man, it's – I mean, we can take this uh, many ways. What are your expectations for Justin now on the back half of the, of the season with seven games left um, and coming off a dislocated thumb? What, what, in fact, don't, ask, don't, don't tell me what are your expectations. What, what do you want to see from Justin? Um, I want to see Justin build on what he had going prior to the injury, not necessarily in the Vikings game. The Vikings game was a rough first half and third quarter started off rough. I want to see him build on what he had going in the uh, Commanders and Broncos game, and that's with the chemistry with DJ Moore, but they were connecting a lot, and with him just being more decisive uh, in the pocket, and when there was nothing there like he did in the Commanders game, throw the ball away. I don't know why he regressed in that Vikings game where he was trying to make something out of nothing, and he got hurt doing that, but Throwing the ball away, being aware of the defensive alignment and what they want to do with you. In the Vikings game in that first half, he, re- he regressed. First play, sack. And the thing was, it wasn't even the disguise blitz. Flores is known for the skies and blitzes and exotic blitzes. That one was a guy just lining up on, on the weak side and just coming from uh, Justin's blind side and sacking him. Justin just didn't account for him. You got to account for that guy at the end of the line of scrimmage. So I, I thought in the Broncos and Commanders game, he was – certainly more locked in than we've seen them in terms of identifying hot routes, realizing when a play is dead, just throw it out of bounds or uh, trying to escape early. He didn't really escape early, but um, just he was more decisive in that game. I want to see him build on that. I want to see if he can be that quarterback he was during that two-week stretch. Um, We have Aaron Glenn's defense coming up uh, two times in the next three games. You have to see the Vikings again, so there goes that. Intense blitz pressure that he's going to have to see. He's going to have to make up for. Oh, they're definitely um, going to turn it up. They have no reason not to. Yeah. Then after our second game of Detroit, we got Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, and Green Bay to close the season. Um, all I mean, two of those four at least they bring they bring the pressure. Um, Cleveland doesn't have to send the doesn't have to send no extra man. They can blitz on his own. Yeah, they they uh they they get to you without having to send anybody extra. I mean, Miles Garrett is having he's in his glow this season. He's and, and shout he's, out Javadian Clowney. He's he had a game of a uh, couple weeks ago. He had two sacks in one game. I don't, he's a guy that's underrated. He doesn't get the sack numbers, but he's still a good football player. A lot of times when he comes to defenses, he plays well. You're definitely not going to run on a Javadian Clowney uh, defense. He's going to set that edge and play. I don't. I, I wanted him here. We talked about it in the preseason. I wanted him here. I think he's a free agent again next year. I know he doesn't get the sack him. numbers, but the, but he gets pressures and he definitely sets the edge. Underrated player throughout his career. He's definitely having a resurgent uh, resurgent season. He's been playing amazing for Baltimore. Uh, and me, I've been telling people. For a long time, the the Davian Clowney is not a bad football player. He's not a bust. He is he oh. plays really well. 
and it's, it's that you have to understand that not everything is drilled down to a stat. And baseball, you might you can drill down almost everything into a stat. Football, basketball, those two things. There's 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 a game within the numbers, um, especially with the position you play. They are like you like you said. They are other jobs for ends to do other than just peel their ears back and go hit the quarterback. That's not that's not always. You're not going to have both your ends doing that. Some of your and that's not going to be every play. You might have everybody. You, uh, obvious passing situation. Everybody go get the quarterback. Done. Fine. Jadavian Clowney played the bulk of his career opposite J.J. Watt. He played um, some uh, – I forget who was the other, like, high-priced uh, end he played. He played next to uh, Miles, Miles for a season. Yeah, yeah. a couple and, years, but and, yeah. And all of those seasons – well, let me not say all, but most of those seasons, those – Big name defensive ends, they had their best season opposite Javadian Javadian Clowney. Clowney does what he's supposed to do. He sets the edge, he pushes people back towards the rusher. Right. Yeah. That is. He collapses the pocket. Yeah. He he gets the job done. It's it's things that you you might not pick up on if you're just looking for the end result. The casual fans. Yeah. Right. It's just he, like watching. You what, he's better than a lot of guys that do end up with the nine, ten sack seasons. I think he's better than Anik and uh, Glockway, guys who we, who we picked up. I think he's better than a lot of guys that pick up those nine and ten sack seasons. They put up the guardier stack, and I think Clowney does the better job overall, though. Most definitely, you you said something because I I I was so mad about this during the summer. And we kept letting uh, edges and 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 uh, rushers fall off the board. It wasn't any like great uh, rushers out there this past offseason, but there was there was there was there was quality. You had Golden, Cloudy, some other ones. They just they were sitting out there for months, and then just got picked up like you know a week or two before camp. And then we was almost about to exit camp before we signed like Nagakwe. And no disrespect to Yon Nagakwe, like it feels like Poles just kicked the can down the street until he had to do something. And as you said right there, there were there, those, there's guys out there he, he could have had that were that are better than what we actually went to go get. And for some reason. <laughs> For some reason, that's not brought up a lot enough about holes. Like, hey, can you be a little bit more demonstrative in fixing the holes on this team? Can you be? Can you? Can you just? Can you do that? It, it, everything doesn't have to be a wide receiver, bro. Let's go get you. You knew that we couldn't cr- uh, cr- uh, crash the pocket. You knew that coming into the offseason. You had all this free cap money. You had all this cap money, and I don't know why we didn't. We have draft assets too. Um, what's the guy that just went from uh, I think the Seahawks just acquired uh, Leonard Williams. That would have been a hell of a player to acquire. You know, you you mm. I, I I like the Montez Sweat acquisition. I don't like the terms it came from because listen, you you trade a second round pick for an impending free agent. Uh, I'll never just be okay with that. But I I do like the Sweat acquisition. But getting a a guy like Leonard Williams now, I'm willing to move capital for that. You know, I, I just feel like maybe sometimes he comes a day late and a dollar short because that would have been 
even in a season where you're not going to fast, I'd love to acquire that guy. That's the guy who's going to dominate the interior and make a job, make, make life a lot easier for your edge rushes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, we can go on and on and on about this. Like, you know, there's just other ways you can do this instead of trying to hit home runs, sweeping things underneath the rug until later. I mean, we we expected a little something different at this point of the rebuild. Um, but oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Going into this week, week eleven, we have Justin Fields expected to return as our quarterback one. Thank you for all you've done, T-Bag. You brought us two more wins. Kudos. Two more wins than anybody would ever expect a D2 undrafted quarterback to ever get. So And maybe the most a lot. important win of the season, beating the Panthers. Until we play Arizona and when we have to lay down for them. But Please lay down for Arizona. Please. Please don't go out there. And and decide to 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 salvage your 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 ass, Matt Eberflus and Luke Getzey. Luke, give us those screens and those illogical calls that you gave us in the Tampa Bay Green Bay game. Don't try to make your resume look better. You know, you know you're leaving McDonald's. Don't try to put lead shift leader on your on your resume. You know, stay on the fries. That's what you've been doing. Stay on the fries. Show that that you're not worthy of promotion. Don't get out there tossing your resume. Just continue to do what you've been doing. We we need to lose to Arizona. Kyler Murray, uh, be that inconsistent guy that you've always been with the arrow pointing up against certain bad teams. Come, come, come have a day. When you see the Bears, Kyler, have a day, please. Please, 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 please. We need we need to keep Carolina where they are, and we need to maybe nudge a little bit. A little bit closer to where they are, where they are in the uh, draft order as it sits right now. I'm all for that. Um, and not to be, not to leave them out the picture. Is Atlanta at four wins right now? Are the Falcons at Atlanta, four wins? They are four wins, four and six, I think. There, hey, it's another one. It's another one we got to watch. Can't, go, can't, can't go down there, Atlanta, and beat no numb. Nah, nah, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta's coming to Chicago. Atlanta, Atlanta don't win games they're supposed to win, but they'll win games that they ain't supposed to win. They, that's why they end up seven and nine so much because they just they can't get out their own way. Um, they try, they try to, they tried to get Deshaun Watson and they 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 fumbled that and they try they went to go get him but didn't tell Matt Ryan like hey you know we gonna move on. So Matt Ryan's all confused like hey I thought I had a job like no nah, you don't. We trying to get him. So they did Ryan get him. The last couple of years, he should have known he didn't yeah, have a job. I mean, yeah, but there, there's ways to do things, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? And since they and since they couldn't get Deshaun, they've just been going from one mediocre quarterback to the next. <laughs> so seven and nine, six and ten, eight and eight. And they just stay right there, drafting eight and nine, drafting, and then drafting guys that they're not using. Shout out to Bijan, shout out to Cal Pitts, and you know, don't have a quarterback to throw it to people's fantasy teams. Free Bijan and free Cal Pitts. Come on, man. You're killing our friend Arthur Smith. Who's the head? Is it Arthur Smith? Is he still the coach there? Man, free Bijan, free Cal. 
Cause because we can't keep drafting these guys high and you keep doing what you're doing. You know, free free Drake London too. <laughs> what about Tyler Algier? You no, can leave him where no, he is. Ty- no. Tyler, no, he 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 got it. He he he's a repeat offender. I can't I can't take no more seeing that guy get 15 carries and doing nothing. <laughs> no, nah, nah, that's a repeat offender. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Tyler can stay in the land. All right, fine. Tyler can stay. All right. Okay. So we do. We got care. We got Detroit. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little upset we're not playing Detroit on Thanksgiving, but it is what it is. That was a tradition. Yeah, it was. Lions on Thanksgiving. The, the Bears, how did you all ruin that? You all are so bad we don't even get to play on Thanksgiving anymore. I mean, we, we did get three primetime games, so I don't uh, – Vegas can't be choosy. We played on Thursday night twice. It, it, a third Thursday game, I think that would have been another uh, another embarrassment. I don't uh, – We. I'm, I'm trying to eat – I'm trying to eat all the uh, – Do your homework on the Bears getting their asses kicked on Thursday in the 90s by the Lions. Mm. I remember one time I was in my aunt's house for Thanksgiving. Had to be 95, 94. And, and Barry Sanders was still alive. I said, still alive. Still you playing. Still alive. Sorry. You killed, you know, you killed hey, Barry sorry. Sanders. <laughs> hey, listen, to all my listeners, Barry Sanders is still alive. I meant still active. I'm sorry. <laughs> Barry was in, the, in in his 90s glow. And he was just putting belt to ass on us. Oh, I think he hauled off an 84-yard run and finished with 160 yards. It had to be either 90. It was in the Wanster years. I know that. And Wani was looking confused on the sideline, as Wani always does. I, I, I miss Wanstead, not as a head coach, but I missed the entertainment when we were bad. He was always yelling at somebody invisible and looking confused. <laughs> like he, the, the thing about Wanstead is the way he looked confused and befuddled at every negative play that happened, you would have thought that guy created the perfect game plan every week and that all of his players sabotaged him. Wanstead just looked like he was the mad scientist and he was confused as to why his subjects didn't execute. I think his subjects executed exactly what he wanted executed. And judging from Wanstead's, some of his um, views on the current team, I understand why the Wanstead Bears kept going 4-12. and <laughs> Oh, man, those Wanstead years were brutal. But Wanstead, did he come from, he came from uh, uh, Dennis Johnson's coaching tree but was he with the cowboys or he was he with uh, the hurricane he was with the cowboys for two of he he i think he was with both i think he followed um yeah he followed uh what's 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 the coach's name uh he he does the he does the the race the the nascar now uh one two super bowls in dallas yeah he, he came from that tree he won once it was a linebacker social defensive coordinator on those um on those, yeah, he uh, was a de- that's right. He wasn't. He was a defensive coordinator. So yeah, you, know, you think about this. You think about this. There's a lot of a lot of people ate off them Cowboys teams, man. A lot of people are still getting checks because they was on those Cowboys teams. He yeah. got a coaching job. He got three head coaching jobs after he left Dallas as Dolphins, coordinator. Pittsburgh. Yep, those not, three. Not the and from the college. Yeah. And still a really good job. A great job. And for the life of me, I was like, he don't deserve that job. He didn't deserve that job in Miami. Mm-hmm. He didn't deserve that job in Pittsburgh. And he was in Pittsburgh for a long time. And they were going exactly as you said, them six and it was getting six wins, seven wins, 
like year in and year out. Like, why is he still there? That's great job. He just he can be average. I don't know what. There's a and so you know many cowboys. Who to Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who was there in Miami with him? Who brought him to Miami? Dennis Johnson. Good old, good old, good old. All right, so Detroit, number one team in the division. They are seven oh, and three. And Jimmy Johnson, for those listening at Jimmy home. Johnson. I said Dennis Johnson. Jimmy, Dennis. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Dennis Johnson is no longer with us. The great Dennis Johnson. What gave he us one point- of the greatest sound bites ever. Yeah, he played point guard for the Celtics. Uh, yes, oh, I was, maybe Dennis Johnston, the fullback for the Cowboys. Daryl Johnston. Daryl Johnson, DJ, somebody. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in booths, I believe. Yeah, he's in. He's I called. He's on. And yeah, he's on NFL's number. He's on Fox's number two uh, broadcast team. And that's why we haven't seen him in years. That's a lot of Cowboys just got jobs just because they were Cowboys. That's yeah. crazy. Michael Irvin still in. Where, where's Michael Irvin at now? He's he's still with Fox. He's got he's doing he's podcasts. He's yeah, he will, I mean, you know, he's doing the uh, Fox Sports one. Um, he's doing that stuff. I think he might still be on NFL Network. I'm not sure. Um, Troy Aikman is in. Where's Troy Aikman at? I know he's somewhere around he, now. ESPN. Okay. Troy Aikman's ESPN. Daryl Johnston's Fox. Um, who else? Uh, Michael Irvin. He's got. He's you know where he's at. Tony Romo's the the number one guy at CBS. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? There were a whole, there was like, a whole bunch of undeserving Cowboys coaches from that Super Bowl team in that era. Got, no one we already talked about. We already talked about Wanstead. Yeah, we are. We already talked about Wanstead. That's one of them. I think Rocket Ismail had a job for a while doing something. I forget. Um, he was doing something. Something. I, I was like, you know, why is why is Rocket Ismail? For some reason I get Rocket and Desmond confused. Desmond is the one that, that was dancing to Big Phoenix energy, right? He that's didn't say that's Phoenix, that's he said Phoenix. Okay, that's that was Desmond. Yeah. Okay. That's, I don't know why I get that de- 90s kick return or so. Yeah. That's I gotta cool. remember Desmond is the one that went over there to the ops though. That's why I stopped liking Dennis. Uh so I stopped liking um not Dennis, um Desmond. That's why I stopped liking Desmond. He became mm-hmm. a pack. Mm-hmm. Don't wear green and yellow. Don't put that together. That's a stupid Don't do that. combination. Just retire. Just retire. If you get to that point in time where the Packers are the only ones offering you a contract, just retire. Mm-hmm. Nobody should say, I'm a free agent and I'm going to go play in Wisconsin. Nobody. It should be, hey, I had an NFL dream. It got deviated because I was drafted by the Packers, but I'm going to go play. I'm going right. to get a four or five-year contract. When it's over, I'm going to get out of there. I'm going to go Devontae Adams. I'm going to demand a trade. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave Wisconsin way earlier than what he did, but they kept paying him. Mm. And then Aaron was like, you know what? I cannot continue to, to be here no matter how much they pay me. Just trade me. Same thing with Devontae Adams. If you're a smart football player, you get the bread from Green Bay and then you get out of there. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with what Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers did. I only have a problem with them for 
allowing themselves to be in a Packers uniform any longer than what they had to be. It, it goes, it, it, you really got to question somebody's choices as a man. Like as a grown man, are you really going to, why are you playing for the Packers? As a, as a grown man, why? Choices, the choices we make for money. You sell, sell just, your soul. Just go to the military. Serve your go country. Join the military. <laughs> if those are your options, play for the Packers. Join the military. Go to the military. All right. At least to accomplish something. What uh, defensive uh, ranking are the Detroit Lions? For all the talent they have, they they haven't played good. They haven't. They're not highly ranked. I think they're twenty second. Maybe that's against the pass. May, I know one thing. Never, whatever ranking they, whatever ranking they were, they can thank that that last game they played against the Chargers for a lot for it. That was back and forth. The Chargers had no problem scoring. Well, the I Ravens mean, did them dirty too. The yeah, Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens did them. Raven, Ravens did them real dirty. Uh, yeah, you're right. So those two games really, it, uh, those two games are really the. Uh, the story in, in, in the Lions. The Lions would be, I mean, they probably still are like the uh, NFC, one of the NFC favorites, but those two, you don't see Philly getting smacked around like that. Like, not to say no, the Chargers it, did, because the Chargers, the Chargers still lost the game because, you know, Staley is their coach, but still. Um, they put they gave up, what, 35 points? Yeah, and I, I, I mean, the Ravens are a good football team. There's no shame in going to Baltimore and losing, but you don't expect a contender to get done like that. And then they then they had one to Seattle where they didn't look that good. I don't think they 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 didn't lose to Seattle by much, but it's just Seattle covered. Um, well, well, Seattle was the underdog, so yeah. But uh, yeah, Seattle that was, was definitely that was. Uh, I, I I think Seattle was missing. I don't know if they was missing Geno or they was missing some. They was missing some key Gino, players. They Gino still won. They, they 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 had some they had some injuries. Um, and yeah. I maybe with Nick, Nick picking the Lions at seven and two, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see the, the, the Lions actually they're low defensive I'm pulling it up right now they're near the bottom yards of the game of course some of that could be uh, you know Lions play a real high high pace mm-hmm. um, style of game where they get a lot of snaps in so of course they're going to give up a lot of snaps there. I think it's the, the pass defense that is kind of stuff. They're not, they're not bad overall. Their, their run defense has been real good. The pass defense has been sort of mediocre overall. They're uh-huh. they're ninth overall total defense. They're ninth overall. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Man, think it's, of where it's, they'll it's the be. Pass. Yes, the pass defense it's is pass bad. Defense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's like twenty first. I wouldn't call so, it bad. It's just well below average. Yeah. So, so that means they're what? That means they're what against the run? They're high. They're only giving up seventy nine yards per game against the run. So, it's going to be. It, it should be tough sledding for. Uh, we got. That. It should be tough yeah, sledding. So, but then again, the, the Bears are able to run the ball effective against the Saints, and the Saints are a good run defense. So, uh, w- one thing the Bears have done pretty good in this Eberflus era is is run the ball. So. I can't say it'll be tough sledding because the Bears are highly ranked run run um run offense. What's crazy is the Bears are second against the run. 
in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about that. The Bears have been pretty good at the, anything concerning running the ball. The Bears have been good at it. They've been good at stopping it. They've been good in putting, you know, putting boot to butt as far as running the ball. Uh, so Detroit Lions only giving up 79 yards per game. The Bears average about one, what, 130 per game on the, on the ground. Yeah, they're off So rubber's going to beat the road. Something, something's got to, something's got to give here. Something's got to um, give. Something's got to give. Yeah. And Elias have been running the ball really well with uh Montgomery and Gibbs. That's going to be a, a, another good uh, match. The Bears come into the game fifth ranked run offense, one thirty five point one on the ground. And Lions come in as a fourth ranked rush offense at one thirty nine. So two good run offenses, two good run defenses. Black and blue division. Let's go. I don't want to see Black no passes. Well, well, I need to, I need to see some passes. I need to see Justin Fields put the ball in the air, but I do want to see a lot of running. Uh, that's be, you know, not 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 because I got money on it, but because I just like it. I think Jam- I'm becoming a Jamar Gibbs fan. Uh, David Montgomery got something he want to prove probably. Um, Jam- mm-hmm. uh, Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert took his gig. So and and I still want to see. I still want to say I'm I'm eager to see Roshan have that breakout. So is Dante Foreman playing? He it all all signs point that he point to him will be a participant in this game. Yeah. Khalil Herbert is playing. It's as of right now, they haven't said it ruled him out. Okay, yeah, because they they said they surprised us on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I thought we were gonna get Justin Fields. And I thought, yeah. and I thought for sure we'd get Khalil Herbert, and we got neither. Mm-hmm. So, and then Dante Foreman passed, uh, popped up on the injury report yesterday. And yeah, I think this is the game. This is the game where we finally see Roshan Johnson in, in the preseason. We thought about Week Ten is when we seen him take over, but Dante Foreman has ran real well the last few weeks, and Herbert was yeah. running real well before he got hurt. But I think Roshan is the guy that's most likely to be here regardless of a regime change or is, is her Herbert is in his next year would be his fourth year, right? You're right. Okay. But Herbert has landed on the IR back to back years. Um, yeah, that, that it'll be interesting seeing uh, David Montgomery talked a lot of smack in the off season. And I think he had another sound bite earlier in the year. Um, I like to see Tyreek Stevenson. Tyreek, Tyreek, uh, he's due for a late hit. Unnecessary roughness every week. Why don't you give him something to think about when he when David tries to get out of bounds? Because David will do that. David sometimes will not fight for those extra yards. David don't have his guard up going out of bounds. Uh, Tyreek, why don't you level him when he's about three yards out of bounds? <laughs> you, you're due for one of those. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he likes those type of flags anyway, so why not? <laughs> you know, he's due. He's do, we know with Tyreek we're going to get one pass interference and one uh, unnecessary roughness. Use him wisely. You know, of course, you know, trip, trip Amon St. Uh, Amon St. Brown when he's got you beat by a yard and, and, and ball in the air. Keep yourself from giving up a highlight touchdown and, and save your save your unnecessary roughness for David Montgomery trying to get out of bounds safely. Send him, look, we could call those message senders. Well, the keys to winning this game, and I, don't, I don't think we need to BS it any longer. I don't think we need to win this game. So no. what we want to see from this game is, hey, you want to continue seeing. I want to see Roshan break out. I, I want to see, you know, because, again, we thought about this will be his backfield about the second half of the season. I want to see – I want to start seeing the uh, the seeds of that. 
no disrespect to Dante because he he's he's ran great when he was the you know the only back we had healthy, and no disrespect to Khalil Herbert, but you know as it, as it is in the game, young guy get young guy gets it because you know especially at that running back position. That's the first thing I want to see, but the most important thing I think we both agree with this. Most important thing we need to see, we need to see Justin play good. Yeah, um, he's got to play good if he's going to be this franchise's quarterback or even another franchise is quarterback. Uh, Justin playing well, just just good all around for for Bears, whether he's here or he's somewhere else next year because he's either be building the value to give us good capital back or he's, you know, building good faith and building something for what we assume will be the next coaching staff, uh, next head coach, whether it be Jim Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, some interesting names I've seen in, in the Bears rumor mill or even maybe Bill Belichick. So I want to see Justin. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, it, I don't know if it's a bear thing to do, but I don't know. I think Bill got one more run in him. Okay, yeah, he's a he's a <laughs> damn near octogenarian, man. I don't. Uh, Bill Bill's the goat. Bro. I can't. Bill Belichick. He's damn near eighty. I don't. I don't no, he's in it. I, he, he, I think Bill will bring you a good staff. He's still respected in head coaching circles, so he's not going to be a guy that's going to have to settle for Allen Williams as defensive coordinator. That's the one mm. thing that 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 Bill brings. Um. You know no he's gonna Tucker. get a good staff. No Mel Tucker's. Um, no um, Luke Getzies. He's gonna get his choice of top coordinators on both sides of the ball. Um, Bill is getting up there. Yes, he is. I don't know if he has the man. A seventeen game season is is brutal. You know, coaches are waking up at five o'clock in the morning in the off season to go over film. Uh, whatever the case, Bill's probably got two or three. Good years left in them. I don't know if they're good, but he's, I'm not even talking about his life expectancy. I'm talking about football. I hope I'm not talking about. It. I hope I didn't jinx. I think I'm jinxing people. I just really hope you, I don't wake up. You didn't. You didn't kill Barry Sanders. You didn't kill Bill Belichick. That's two. That's two so far. That's two and a half yeah. foul. Your 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 rate right now is is, a, is four is four an episode. Right. If that's the rate you're going right now. Yeah. Is Mike Dick still alive? There you go. Uh, it's just questions that we need to know. I haven't heard anything from Mike. Mike, call in to the Bear Claw Podcast. Let us know you're alive. Can you can you can you call in to the Bear Claw Podcast? Put your red hat on and, and let us know. You're okay, Mike. Tell everybody to stand for the stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Demand it, Mike. Demand it. Um, let, let's play this game, Devil's Advocate. So you you said something right there. Um, we do want to see Justin play well for not just for us, but also in case we do decide to move on. I think. Is there an argument to be had that you do not want to see Justin play play well? I mean, is there a Bears fan argument to be had if you don't want Justin to play? Do not want Justin to play well. I can I understand if they say, "Yeah, we want to lose games." All right, I mean that's obvious. But you can lose games. But Justin played well in lost games last year. Yeah. So, um, is there an argument to not want to see him play well? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any benefit to him not playing well besides guaranteeing us uh, a higher pick. Maybe some fans just want to see a conclusion made. And at this point, there's seven games left in the season. I don't care if Justin lights it up. I don't think that's going to solidify him returning to the Bears next year because you're going to you're, you're you're all most likely going to have a coaching change. You know, you bring in some of these coaches and they're going to want to come in with their quarterback. You know, that's the ideal thing to do if you're a fresh head coach. You get married to a rookie quarterback because you know you're going to be there um, unless it's just awful. You know you're going to be there for the four, for the four-year contract and the fifth-year option. So a lot of hot coaching prospects are probably going to – it doesn't matter what Justin does the last seven games unless he comes – goes Patrick Mahomes. But if he plays as a good quarterback, you know, probably most of those guys who are hot prospects are going to still want to get there quarterback in next year's I don't really see anything positive about Justin playing bad because you could go back to, to Bajan. So, and um, Bajan's not going to fetch you draft capital or, you know. So I, I don't think there's any positive with Justin Fields not playing well. So I don't, I don't think there's anything Bajan can do to make himself a guy who fetches you a lot of draft capital. I mean, even in his two wins, um, besides Chris Collinsworth and Boomer Sison, I don't think NFL GMs are are salivating or asking about Tyson Bajan's availability. I'm gonna do the devil's advocate. So let's say I don't want Justin to play well because I think Tyson Badger is better. I think the Bears should continue to develop in him. I mean, he's got two wins. That's almost half of what Justin's got in his three-year career. You've said it last episode that you don't even foresee that the t- uh, Tyson Bajan is off the roster at the end of the season, that you can see that he sticks around. And as, as, oh, yeah. as you've heard, as you've heard with uh, some of the, some of the commentators that we've, that we've had national games on, they think that he can be, they think that they think the same thing, that he will still be here and they can continue to groom him. And in fact, if Getsy and the rest of the uh, offensive coaches, if they are still around, that they, have something that they like that they like so if they have something that they like and they have the player that they feel fits their system why not continue down that road why not continue to like build him up make him make him into the, the perfect quarterback and as you see it in your eyes and and let's and let's roll that out in fact that way we don't have to use draft capital high draft capital on a quarterback if we already have somebody that's already fitting, fitting the system, let's continue to build in that and let's continue stacking, you know, going in, into this direction where we can get some, you know, have some type of continuity and stop doing this cycle of terrible that we've had going on for the last 30 years. We can go ahead and draft Marvin Harrison. Jr. We can go ahead and draft um, the, the, the tackle out of the Penn State or maybe get a maybe get an edge rusher. One or the other. Um, well, ideally, uh, you definitely would want one of these quarterbacks to establish themselves as the guy. If we just talk about ideal scenario, Tyson Bajan isn't getting paid a lot of money and you don't have a decision looming on him. I don't know the details of his contract, but he was an undrafted guy. So what's he got a three-year deal, you know, making, I know 
less than a million. Probably not even that much. Yeah, and then uh, Justin Fields. He's probably on. He's probably on the two. Yeah, two year deal. Um, you'd obviously have to extend him too. Um, but yeah, ideally, if Tyson Bajan come out there and and perform well, that would be good. But I mean, dealing in reality, I don't see a scenario where Tyson Bajan can um show you that he's the quarterback of the future. As I've said several times, is he just is lacking the tools needed to be real successful unless he was genius level intellect at quarterback. But still, um, I think there's a lot of tools missing to ever have him as a long-term solution. Even if he was uh, Tom Brady, like Peyton Manning, like intellect, you saw Peyton Manning towards the end of the Broncos career, still very smart guy knew where he wanted to go with the ball. It's just that the ball didn't get there on time at all. Even, you know, when, Peyton knew where he wanted to go. The ball was fluttering. I think he had that year they won the Super Bowl. Didn't he get benched and throw nine touchdowns with his 15 picks? So, um, yeah, I know. I don't I don't mean to disappoint people. who I know Bajan still has a lot of believers. They're going to take that two and two record and they're going to, you know, uh, they're, they're going to force it down our throats and say, this is this is why we believe in Beijing, and you're going to look at Justin Fields' record, and I don't know what is he five and twenty-three or six and twenty-three. I think a lot of that is circumstantial because I, I, I'm pretty sure that if Justin faced uh, that Raiders team and that Panthers team, I can't envision any scenario that he would have beaten them. In fact, I can't envision a scenario where he wouldn't have beaten the Panthers by double digits. I thought the, the Panthers game was a very conservative game plan. I thought Bajan missed a lot of uh, easy, easy looks. Um, and then Bajan played very conservative. He, he didn't look downfield a lot, and he didn't look to hurt the Panthers. He looked to just sustain drives and keep the clock running and give it to the defense. We've seen that type of football in Chicago, and we know that's not sustainable. You know, we've seen, we've seen guys from Kyle Orton to – I don't even know if I could say Rex Gross because he turned the ball over so much. But we've seen guys, Mitch Trubisky, try to play that conservative style behind a great defensive effort. And it'll work beating the bad teams, but there's a limit to how you can grow with that team. I, I do think Bajan, he, he's a, I think he's a good game manager. But, yeah, I don't – you're not going to beat the 49ers and, and, and uh, Cowboys of the NFC – behind great defense and running the ball in careful quarterback play. So, no, I don't I don't see any scenario where Bajan being a long-term solution is beneficial for the Bears. I will go right back to what you said about circumstantial wins. Uh, same coaching staff. The same coaching staff has got six wins total, uh, four of them with Justin. Well, uh, well, five, yeah, four of them with Justin. They got two up, two, uh, two out of two wins in four games with Tyson Badger. So, did they win a game yeah. last year without Fields? No, they didn't, did they? No, the the, the okay. games he missed, they, I mean, that was a part of the losing streak. Okay. Oh. Um, I recall, I believe. Early, there was a game Tice uh, Justin missed against the Jets, and um, 
Trevor Simeon got off to a nice start. And we had that knucklehead portion of the Bears fan. It's probably long forgotten, but we had that knucklehead portion of the Bear fan base that was trying to insinuate <laughs> that maybe Simeon is more polished and better for the Bears and Fields. I don't know if you recall, but it was a dredge of them online. I know he had a deep pass to Claypool where Claypool beat Sauce Gardner. I think the Bears were up 10-0 on the Jets or 7-0, and it started. So I think no matter who the backup quarterback is for the Bears, there's going to be knucklehead fan portions of the fan base that are going to get excited by one completion or one win and not look at the totality of the quarterback position. I think it's been that way for Bears Nation for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, we do have that section that's going to lowest common denominator itself. It's going they're going to announce themselves as soon as certain things rear their head. But you know, it is what it is. Um, the Bears Bears Nation isn't a monolith. We, we go in all different type of directions. Uh, all right. Last thing about this game: uh, Bears versus Detroit. Equinia St. Brown, his brother. We're playing. We're playing him and and Jameson Wilson, Sam Laporta. A very high flying passing yeah. offense. What kind of what kind of chance do do, does our secondary stand take of it? And also with that, we're not expecting to see Tremaine Edmonds play. Um, that knee is probably going to keep him out of game. It may be, maybe more than just one week, but how? How do you think that secondary is going to hold up against that? Um, I think one of the things that has gone kind of unnoticed this year, we've seen how well Jalen Johnson has played. He's got his respect in national circles and Chicago circles. We, 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 we realize Jalen is due for a payday, whether it be here or be somewhere else. But another guy in that secondary has played pretty good football this year, and he played well against the Panthers. Tyler Gordon has played some very good football this year. Uh, I know he missed some time. He went on IR with that uh, broken wrist, I believe he sustained week one or two. But Tyler Gordon has played good football this year and the second half of last year. So um, I like some of the young. I like some of the young pieces in the Bears secondary. That's a tall task, though. Uh, the Porter looks like he's going to be one of those one of those tight ends. For years to come, I mean, he's he's a fat, he's a guy with good athleticism. He almost looks like a wide receiver out there. He runs mm-hmm. Chris routes. He has a very good understanding of where to sit um, in, in in zone coverages to help his quarterback out. Amron St. Brown is a is a bona fide Pro Bowler. Jason Jamison Williams has all the talent in the world. Uh, the Reynolds guy is 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 a good heady veteran. We got a tall task ahead of us. Um, I foresee that going like it's gone most of the season. I think uh, Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon will hold their own, and I think teams will go after Tyreek. Uh, St. Brown lines up all over the field. He runs all the routes. I don't see J.J. Yeah. following him. Um, yeah, and the Bears don't do seem see- to. The Bears don't seem to do that. They don't ever employed J.J. as a guy who shadows the team's best receiver. He lines up on one side of the field, and he stays there. Same with Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyreek is probably going to get cooked. Uh, 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 they're going to target I him a lot. 
They're yeah. going to look early. Yeah, I mean, He's the most targeted corner in the league, I believe they they said uh, on Thursday Night Football. I heard that. Uh, with with good reason. I think Jalen's a, 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 a very good corner. I don't think Jalen is the best coverage corner, but I think, uh, to be honest, when you got a guy like Tyreek on the other side of him, and I'm not condemning Tyreek and saying he can't turn out to be a good football player, but there's some things he's got to clean up fundamentally. He gets handsy. Um, he's not the fastest guy, so they're going to challenge him deep. He bites on double moves. You're going to see a lot of action going that way. So, yeah, expect to see Amron St. Brown uh, on Tyree's side a lot and also expect them to send Jamison over there for a couple deep routes. I wouldn't be surprised. Gordon and Tyree and Steve going to get a lot of, a lot of action. Um, you might see J.J. Lack, uh, cover and uh, Laporta a lot because we're going to – it feel like we're going to sit in nickel a lot, uh, most of that game. Laporta, I, you, you got he's from lines. Iowa, right? Yeah, went to Iowa last year, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye tied in or something else. Man, um, Kittle, uh, Laporta, I, I, I wanted the Bears to get both of them. Um, yeah. Cole Komet doing a hell of a job, but uh, Laporta, uh, he's, a, he's a different animal. He looks like he's going to be one of the better tight ends in the league for years to come. Cole Komet, he's been playing well the last four games with D-Bag as his quarterback. How do we – does he continue this with the quarterback change, or are we going to see some type of – I think he even has more upside with the quarterback change. Uh, Mm. He was cooking with Justin before he went out. Didn't he – was it the Broncos game? Did he have two touchdowns? I believe it was the uh, Broncos game. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think his upside gets. Uh, yeah, it was the Broncos uh, game. Higher. It was the Broncos game. Yeah, yeah I think I think Cole upside gets a lot higher with Justin Fields. I think his uh uh yards per catch increases. I think Justin has a little bit uh he's got a little bit more zip and he's a he's he's more aggressive than Tyson was. I think after after Tyson threw those picks against. The Chargers, I think he kind of put his foot on the brake a little bit. And in the Panthers game, he played really, he really kind of played not to lose. Yeah. All right, man. So we need a final score at least. How you see the game going? Um, man. The Bears, um, the last time I looked at it, the Bears were eight and a half point dog. They, then were they went 10. down. They were, they were, yeah, they opened up as a 10. I do yeah. think this is the game where the Lions got to be. This is a trap game for the Lions. Mm. This is a trap game for the Lions because the Bears defense, I, I know they've played a couple of unworthy opponents, but the Chargers can put up some points. I thought the Bears defense actually accounted themselves well in LA. It's the Bears offense that put them in tremendously bad positions. Um, the Bears defense didn't give up a touchdown against the Panthers. Um, or the Raiders, and they actually did a pretty good job against the Saints besides letting Taysom Hill have his way with them at times. Uh, this is a trap game for the Lions. I do think the Lions escape. I think the Bears cover, though. I think, uh, I'm thinking 27 20 Lions. I got it 27 17. I think the, I think the Bears do lose by 10. Um, it, and that's being generous. Um, I think the Lions have something they want to prove to the uh, to their 
division mates, David Montgomery included. So all I'm looking for, I'm not looking for a win. I'm just looking for Justin to come back, first game back in a month, show us, you know, that he's healthy for one. Prove it to us. I mean, not prove it to us, but prove it to himself that he's healthy, he's ready to ball, and you know, a productive game. I don't want to see any turnovers. That if anything, if anything, they're gonna they they beat us by 27-17, like I said, two scores, just no turnovers. I hate sloppy football. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Bears' defense matches up against a very explosive offense because um, they have played well over the last four weeks. I want to see it against one of the – we can call the Lions an elite offense, right? We we, mm-hmm. we can safely say that. I want to see the Bears' defense against an elite offense. Um, I think the last elite offense we played was probably the Chiefs, and we got cooked. We got cooked. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift really kicked our asses. So I want to see what we can do against against the Lions. Um, one thing that's going to irritate me about this game is I got a feeling that after every five or six yard run, David Montgomery is going to get up and be extra demonstrative in celebrations. And over under, he's going to stare down the Bears sideline at least four or five times. Oh, I'm taking it over. Definitely taking, taking it over. over. <laughs> I, I think any any time he gets the first down, he's He's getting up and he's going to be the monster. He's going to look right at the bear sideline and probably right at Khalil Herbert and, and Ibra Flus. Um, yeah, please keep David out the end zone. That's going to that's gonna annoy me to no end. And then, of course, we're going to have the fan base who's going to talk about we're not a winning team because we let go of the great David Montgomery. As if running backs are on a dime a dozen. As if we're still not running the ball well. I've already seen it. Talking about oh, this is David Montgomery. Look what he's doing. And if David, uh, David Montgomery, Montgomery was, if he was, and you already know how they're going to do it. If he was what he, what they say he is, a Detroit would not have drafted a running back in the first round, and b David Montgomery wouldn't have got wouldn't have lost his job to Khalil Herbert. Who's about uh, to lose his job? I, I don't understand what's with these NFL head coaches. Jameer Gibbs, uh, my estimation, he should have been started week one. Um, David is having a fine season. There's nothing David Montgomery does better than Jameer Gibbs on the football field. Maybe, maybe pass blocking. I, I mean, Jameer so. Gibbs is an explosive guy. I mean, I, I I don't like to get too much in a hyperbole about. Young guys, but he looks like a more explosive Alvin Kamara. He looks mm-hmm. like an Alvin Kamara with another gear. I I, I really don't understand. Um, I can understand um, change of pace backs. I really don't understand why the Lions will continue to split that backfield like it is. I think it should be 60-40 Jameer, 70-30 Jameer. And I thought that since, since day one. Just the more explosive, yeah, I mean, more dangerous guy. When, when you draft, when you when you draft him number in the first round, you should have. You, uh, I, I feel like he'll get more more of the more of the workload, pause. But <clears throat> he wasn't he wasn't ready for it just then. David Montgomery came out the gate came out the gate. You know. Oh yeah, and David Montgomery's always been a hard runner. He, he was he was ready to go. Yeah, he's gonna get those tough yards. If 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 you're on, yeah. you know, third and short. Third and two. David, David's the guy that's gonna fight for the extra yard. He did that here. So we know what David's about. Yeah. 
And then when when David Lo- when, and we also know that David's gonna miss time. And when he missed time, yeah, we've seen that the last few years. Yeah, when he missed time, Jameer Gibbs he was unleashed. And this is why you draft. This is why you draft running backs. You know, you you get them when they're young. He when he got the ball, you the the burst was noticeable. Like oh yeah, that's how hard you hitting the hole. Oh that's the that's the breakaway speed you got. Okay, all right. You get it's, Jameer it's Gibbs in the open field. Uh, as a Bears fan, that's not what you want to see is Jameer Gibbs anywhere in the open field. Uh, that 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 that's could be scary. You don't want to see him get into the flat on a pass and have a little green in front of him. Because once that guy gets to moving, that acceleration is is very real, and uh, defenders are going to look silly. Yeah. So the key key to the to that game plan, uh, Amron St. Brown is a terrific player. I think the Bears defense might want to focus on on a game plan where you're trying to stop Jameer Gibbs. That might be the focal point of what the Bears defense wants to do. If you see him lick out the backfield, you 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 got to get somebody in his vicinity ASAP. Agreed. Last question. Who's the best quarterback in this game? Jared Goff or Justin Fields? I think it's I think you got to say it's Goff. Uh this guy's operating on a level. I think he's playing better than he was uh with the Rams or certainly he's playing as good as he was in that year in that early half season when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. He struggled in the second half, but this is the best Jared Goff we've seen. Um, and I think this version of Jared Goff is – got to say this guy's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. This version, I don't think you can debate if he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks right now. I mean, there's not a lot of guys playing at, at a higher level than him. So I think you have to say Jared Goff is the best quarterback in this game. I usually agree with you, but Jared Goff is a is Detroit-style pizza. Justin Fields – He's Giordano's the best. He's got he's the best from Giordano's. Giordano's deep dish, Chicago deep dish, is way better than Detroit. Whatever they call that style piece is they they stole deep dish from us and they made it trash. I've I've never been to Detroit and I've never had a reason to ever want to go to Detroit. I didn't know they had pizza. I don't even know why they still have a human population. Um, I certainly would not stop in Detroit for a bite to eat. I lock all my car doors and, and, and definitely roll up the windows. It's not even the people I'm afraid of. It's the smells emitted from that city. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't eat anything in Detroit. So I'm not with you on that comparison because I, I'll never find out what Detroit food tastes like. They sell Detroit style pizza in Chicago. They they got some. They got uh, I forgot some of the restaurants that had Detroit style pizza. I've seen it. I'm like, this is nothing but cheap deep dish. That's what this uh, is. No. Um, I would never eat Detroit style anything. I mean, but you know, you look at the United States, and I feel like there's just way too many states, and some of them need to be annexed. Like I don't know why Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, uh, North Dakota, Boise. I don't know what we have those states for. What do we need Maybe to be for? Give one of them to the Canadians. You know, there's a lot of animals that are, that are on the verge of extinction. Turn that over to wildlife. Plow the thing, re-row trees, make it a resort or something. Uh, make it a make it a place where, where where bears and cougars and some of the great fauna that we have in the United States can roam freely. That's right. So we're gonna we're gonna send the Dakota that the the Dakota that has Kanye. 
We're going to take Michigan and, and Minnesota and Wisconsin. Canada, take all four of those states. Canada or, or um, uh, the, the, the guy from Russia or Hamas or Israel, give, give them those states. Maybe we can make the world a little bit more peaceful. You know, no reason to fight over land. You all can have this one. Yeah. Canada, take those four states. You send us Drake and, and all of Toronto. We call it, call it even. Yeah. And keep Trace playful Bear Club. on that side. Oh, yeah. It, you got to take Claypool. There's no deal unless you, you take Claypool. Too. <laughs> Somebody can take him hostage for all I care. <laughs> These organizations <laughs> hold him. <laughs> Biden, don't get involved. Don't negotiate. Let them take Claypool and, and give us, you know what? Biden, go negotiate. What we need back for Claypool is our second round pick. Oof. I still want that back. If, if I'll, I'll take a CFL second round pick for, for Claypool. Give me a supplementary <laughs> pick. Give me a give me a fourth round pick. Give me my time wasted. My frustration. Take that back. The, the, the amount of time I wasted arguing against this with, with Bear fans, like, oh, just let it play Shame out. Shame on you right Bear now. fans that tried to say, give Claypool a chance and this trade will make sense because there's no receivers available in the draft or in the free agency. Shame on you. Shame Big on shame. you. Big shame. All right, man. That's episode 47. Who was that at? That's your boy, ain't it? Don't say that name. Please <laughs> don't say that boy, name. I have post-traumatic stress <laughs> syndrome. I never want to see 47 on another bear again. That oh, was the most man. frustrating bear experience I ever had. Uh, Lovey Smith, shame on you for keeping that guy in the bears. I, you know, Lovey is a guy that I, I do have fond memories of Lovey Smith. You know, you brought us three division titles. You, the only Super Bowl I've seen in my lifetime as a Bears fan, I was a baby, and 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 the the, the Bears Patriots won. Shame! I don't don't you say his name. Don't you say <laughs> don't you say that name? The player, the safety, the it. safety that shall remain nameless. He for all for all his faults, he never gave up on a play. He should have. I'd rather him. You know what? As much as Eddie Jackson irritates me with his bad tackling, I never want to see a guy get stiff-armed into oblivion <laughs> like I saw. He he oh, tried at least. He tried. He would, he would put. He would stick his nose into any. And they he would stick his nose in the business he had no business field. being in. And th yeah, and then he'd get ran over. He'll. I still you know, see Fred Jackson destroying that man's life that overtime game and I think what made me most mad about that is I was going against Fred Jackson in fantasy football and Conti just got oh man yeah, I never you said, his, you said his name you said his name you made you 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 did that you made <laughs> me see his name and I believe I, I believe his career ended on a bad stiff arm I think he was with Lovey's Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, yeah I don't remember the did. tight end yeah it looked like abuse <laughs> it looked like abuse it was. It, it, that's exactly how his career ended. He got, yeah, one too many stuff arms. You only got so many in your, you can take in your life. And shout out number 47. No, no shout out to number 47.